0: Today on CityCast Denver, we're digging into two major mysteries vexing the mile-high city with one of our favorite returning guests. First, how are Denver voters supposed to pick between the 17 candidates running for mayor? Many will decide based on concerns over housing and homelessness. And second, for some more important, who is inside the Rocky costume at Nuggets games right now? Because they're missing a lot of half-court shots. Today is Friday, February 24th, 2023. I'm Paul Caroli, and here's what Denver's talking about. Welcome back to CityCast Denver, the show about the city where 54% of homeowners have a fireplace. 54%.
1: Huh. That's cool.
2: That's awesome. Fireplaces are super cool. Do you have one? They sure are. No. Neither do I. I wish.
1: I know. So do I. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous now, 54% of you. I got one. It's great. Yeah, you do. Of course you do, Paul. Paul's got <laughs> his nice palatial ranch home in my the, my childhood neighborhood, and you got a fireplace. Yeah. We, we had like the down model house from yours. We didn't have a fireplace.
0: It's pretty nice this time of year. I bet. It's pretty nice. Anyway, that's according to bestplaces.net, which just published a list of cities ranked by the Danish concept of...
2: Who Huge. Huge. Huge? You Huge. know this.
0: Hagee? Connor. Hage? What is Huge? Like, yeah.
2: yeah, that's that's very much like in line with the fireplace theme. It's like comfort mm-hmm. means comfort.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 You know which one's number one?
1: Any guesses? Which city or which yeah. state?
0: Which American city is the number one city for... Minneapolis? Huga?
1: Yeah, it was like somewhere in the Midwest.
0: Minneapolis is number three. Hmm. Seattle's number one. Seattle? Oh, really? I
1: was just going to say the Pacific Northwest, maybe? They're
0: n- number one for reading books and for-
2: Because it rains all the time. Cafes you and coffee houses. You just got to read inside. Yeah, and you got to be in the cafe. It's essential.
0: Anyway, you've heard their voices. I'll introduce them right now. Our regular host, Bree, is here. Bree, are you
1: feeling cozy this winter? Paul, you know I just came back from somewhere where the temperature was 70 degrees every day. Yeah, how you uh, feel about not it? Not feeling cozy. I, I, got off the plane freezing- Freezing, I'm been, been freezing, f- froze my way all the way to Our Lady of Mount Carmel last night for Ash Wednesday Mass, and uh, Father Franceschi let us out early because he knew how cold it was. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. no, I'm not feeling cozy.
0: Um, our, uh, and uh, back with us is uh, one of our favorite guests for something of a bittersweet occasion that we'll talk about, I think, a little later on. He reports on housing and homelessness for Westward. He's also covering the mayor's race. Welcome back, Connor mccormick Kavanaugh.
2: Thanks for having me. Uh, so... Hawaii, where you were that's, uh, my friend told me the other day, it's the one state in the U.S. that's never hit 100 degrees.
1: It's perfect there. It makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't ever get too hot or too cold. Yeah. Like, even when it was, like, rainy when we were there and then there was, like, really high winds, here in Denver, when it rains, you're, like, freezing most of the time, unless it's, like, those midsummer randomly, but usually rain hits, you're cold. We got rained on it and it was like, it didn't matter.
2: Hmm. You can swim yeah. in the rain, yeah, it's That's fun.
1: amazing, so.
0: Um, anyway, Connor, uh, we wanted to have you back for today for a few reasons, but one is to say goodbye.
2: Oh. Yeah, so uh, I'm uh, departing Denver soon. Um, it's bittersweet. I uh, My fiance Farah is um, doing her internal medicine residency at a hospital in upstate New York. So I'm going to be moving there in the next couple of days. Um, but yeah, I mean, very sad to to leave Denver. Um, it's a great place, great people. I have a lot of awesome friends here. And um, yeah, I just think it's a really special place. And I, I hope um, it's not goodbye forever. I hope it's, uh, it'd be cool to move back here in the future or, stay kind of connected in different ways.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, Connor, we're going to have, I think, one more excuse to reach out to you. So maybe we'll check in on the coziness of upstate New York. (laughs) Perfect. um, Which I'm looking forward to. I think that's a really fun idea we're going to do. But today, we're looking back at all the local stories that mattered this week. And I think the biggest one was... The mayor's race and specifically housing, because we knew it was going to be a big issue, but this was the week where housing really came to the forefront, at least from my perspective. Um, So if if you haven't been paying attention to the mayor's race thus far, it's interesting this year because we have 17 candidates. Election day is April 4th. And if no one wins 50% of the vote, the top two of those 17 will go to a runoff that's then settled in June. Um, But Connor, this is your beat. You're covering the race. You're covering housing and homelessness tell me big picture. What What's the shape of the housing conversation in the race so far?
2: I I think what's, what's great about um, coverage of the mayor's race so far and the debates has been that we're seeing very unique ideas on housing and homelessness. So um, an example, someone like Mike Johnston, he is very much of the, we got to get more developers building housing and increase supply. It's kind of the Basic, you know, supply and demand. There's a lot of demand, but the supply is lagging behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's someone like Lisa Calderon, who is much more about social housing. So government getting more involved in building housing. Yeah, there. I mean, there are pros and cons to both aspects. Maybe the next mayor will want to mix both aspects, but we're seeing very unique ideas. So voters will get a chance to choose, um, someone. It's not all the same candidate running.
0: Hmm. Bree, I know you spoke with Mike Johnston earlier this week. He's the former state senator, former gubernatorial candidate, senator candidate. Um, you talked to him about housing. That interview is going to run this weekend. What are your impressions? Give us a little tease.
1: He had some interesting ideas. I think if you would have asked Denver 10 years ago, Uh, or candidates running for mayor, if they would support tiny homes, I don't think they would have. I think I remember what a struggle it was for the first tiny home village. Um, So I thought it was interesting. It's something that he is really keen on, um, this idea of keeping community together. Um, So like not just building a house and putting one person in it, but finding ways to build community through that. I think the thing that has really been a hard issue for the candidates is the sort of binary that the camping ban presents. And like folks that have listened to this show for a while know that I'm an advocate for repealing the camping ban. And I know that Johnston's getting hammered on that a little bit because I did ask him that. I'm like, would you repeal it? And he basically said he would revisit it. And you can hear more of that interview this weekend. Um. So it wasn't a definite. But I know there have been some moments in these debates where it's like, would you yes or no, like black or white, would you or would you not? And while I believe it is an inhumane policy, I can see where it can really trip up um, some of these candidates when I don't I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but it is it's been an interesting pain point to watch candidates navigate, who maybe do have really radical housing ideas, but it, when it gets down to the camping ban thing, they're still willing to enforce it, and it just, it's complicated. Yeah. So he had some interesting ideas, I'll say that.
0: Yeah, I think the camping ban is a really interesting bellwether in this race, yeah. because because what Mayor Hancock has done for 10 years with the camping ban is he's just he's used it to justify these sweeps of unhoused folks on our right. streets, right. but he hasn't really matched it with this, the level of ambition required to house those people he hasn't given those people a place to go
1: it's the move along to where conundrum that um unhoused advocates have been shouting from the rooftops about is you want us to move where do we go and so are these candidates offering us ideas that are legitimate and buildable and could happen in their first term in office could you have somewhere for folks to go that's the that's the problem
0: yeah i mean and that's the real question is like camping ban yes or no but like what else like what what's the plan behind that right um but another aspect of this that i think is really fascinating is just the attitudes of these candidates around this issue because it's exposed a wide range of yes attitude and like the the tenor of the conversation the perspectives have been so varied and because because Hancock has made this his signature policy a lot of the criticisms around this have revolved around like it's so harsh it's just mean it just feels mean-spirited to move people around and not give them an option Connor how do you feel about the the emotional aspects of this race and what the candidates are showing off
2: I think some candidates are trying to not necessarily come across as mean spirited but to come across as tough mm. on homelessness and
1: which yeah. i think sometimes is like they're equating it to tough on crime and i those sure. are not the same thing
2: But that's that's the campaign they're trying to run almost like yeah equating them and then kind of trying to get that voter base that equates them too Yeah I crime think that's an unfortunate reality
1: that we don't always talk about: is folks that do support the camping beyond and see it as a direct connection to our crime, the issue of the nebulous issue of crime.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I was talking with someone yesterday, and um, the person was, you know, kind of laughing about the Chris Hansen commercial that came out recently, where it shows people experiencing homelessness next to tents on the street. It shows a porch pirate taking a package off someone's porch. Chris Hansen putting a a Band-Aid on a a ring camera, like, you know, saying how the city of Denver has been putting a Band-Aid on these problems. And he took some flack from other candidates on the debate stage who called him out, took some flack online. But I think also he is going to reach some voters with with that message even if it's maybe not in the best taste he definitely will those people who are just like fed up with tent encampments fed up with crime and equate the two
1: yeah he, he equated the two in the, the ad i mean for sure the criticisms were one that um the ad showed mostly folks of color uh, as these supposed issues or problems in the city. And I rightfully think he was called out for that. I think that says not only something about your candidate, but it says something about your campaign team. I don't know who's looking over your stuff, but it, it just, it was bad. And then it, that equating the porch pirate to the encampment, like those two are the same thing and and they're not, but you're right. That's going to reach some voters.
0: Yeah. For some people, it feels like the same problem. Yes. Um, well, that's another interview we got running this weekend. Chris Hansen, I talked to him the day after that 9 News debate. He was still pretty fired up about uh, the criticism he got. So we had an interesting conversation about all this. Um, I hope people listen to that. <sighs> Kwame Spearman, he is a small business owner. He has tried to engage on this issue with mixed results. Connor, what, what's your take on how Kwame has talked about uh, housing and homelessness?
2: When I was watching the debate that was hosted by Nine News last week, I I was sitting with I I had a friend in town visiting, and so he was he was just watching it with me. Didn't know much about it, and I was kind of like commentating out loud. And when Kwame started talking about the Denver homeless out loud study, and he cited those numbers, I was like, "What the heck is this guy talking about? Like, there's no way that's accurate." And so he. He kind of miscited or misinterpreted uh, those numbers from a Denver Homeless Out Loud study that he used to, to make a point about essentially saying that, if I remember correctly, that a lot of the homeless people living in Denver um, aren't interested in moving into housing. And um, he kind of jumbled things together, and it was an inaccurate point and he got called out for it on stage he got called out for it after he eventually said you know my bad uh after the debate he said yeah I got it wrong um but I I think it kind of encapsulates what lane he's he's going for he's going for that Tough on homelessness, mm. tough on people living out on the streets, lane. Without trying- just
1: saying it outright, in the same way that, like, Hansen or that guy. No, and I he think he is saying it do. now. Okay.
0: he's been pretty explicit in in his interview with Kyle Clark on Nine News this week. He he said the he said people experiencing homelessness are exploiting the system, exploiting. Didn't,
2: didn't he say <sighs> oh, that's a lot ruthless pragmatism? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I think so. In the Kyle Clark interview. But ruthless ruthless that's, that's how he describes his own approach. Yeah. Ruthless is is like, that's a choice of a word. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'd use that word no matter what.
0: I mean, that brings me back to the attitude thing. The like the niceness, the meanness. Like, what is going to resonate with people? What is, what is how, how do people, the people of Denver, how do voters feel about this problem? I think that's what we're going to learn by this election. Because the plans are all so detailed and like... I don't know if anyone's going to be reading Mike Johnston's like six page plan with multiple points about how he's going to spend all the state money on, you know, blah, blah, blah. But they're going to know if he sounds nice or if he, or if sounds, he sounds like
1: what you believe ruthless. I mean, that I, I don't know. I think uh, I thought Ian Tafoya uh, did a great job on the Nine News debate in this particular arena uh, or this conversation about unhoused folks because he has the work to back it up. His plans are rooted in the work that he does every day. And that, to me, speaks to what you know. Like, what you really know about unhoused folks' experience. I, are you talking to people? Are you working with them? I know Lisa Calderon also uh, worked directly with unhoused folks to create her plan. That says something to me. I mean, obviously, we can see where I lean. But um, I don't know. I thought it was, uh, it was cool to see that in the debate so that someone who's never heard of, of Ian or Lisa can see them up against the bigger names or the people that have more money, you know, the Chris Hansons and Leslie Harrods. So I don't know. I appreciated that debate for that reason, because we got to really hear from folks. But I do think it's going to be a a line in the sand. You're either on this side or you're on this side about the housing issue and unhoused folks. And if you want to lump crime in there, I don't know.
0: Mm Well, you bring up Ian Tafoya. That's uh, that. That leads me to another tease for the weekend's interview with Chris Hansen, because Ian Tafoya was one of the people who took a shot at Hansen in that nine News debate. Hansen has has something to say for Ian Tafoya this weekend. That's fun. Yeah, that's. I thought that was interesting. Well, we'll obviously be talking about this a lot more as the election approaches. Polls are going to go out in a couple of weeks here, and then Election Day. I mentioned April fourth. For now, we're going to take a short break and be back with something else. And we're back. Denver Sports is blessed with so many great mascots. Miles, the Bronco. Bernie, the St. Bernard. The Avs, of course. Brie, you're rolling your eyes already. You want to jump no, you in? get you to gonna? your
1: favorite. Get to your favorite because I have comments.
0: I don't know if I have a favorite. I mean, there's Rapid Man, the Rapids, Human Wave Dinger, <laughs> the Rockies Dino Friend. Human Wave? Is, it's like a, I don't even know. He's it's just
2: like a literal a like water rapid.
0: Oh, it's that like sounds a blue very skin 90s to suit. me. It's so
2: nice. He looks like, almost like celery, but <laughs> blue. <laughs>
0: um, but there's one mascot, Connor, you've been following for years now because of a mystery that never did get solved. Or did it?
2: Rocky, Rocky the mountain lion. Rocky, the mountain lion. Born in 1990 in the Rocky Mountains.
0: Tell us about Rocky.
2: So Rocky is... Um, uh, he's the mascot for the Denver Nuggets, and he um, he was born in 1990, and he's been the most successful mascot in the NBA. Just period. He kills it. He kills it. Um, he's funny. He's Wait, clever.
0: Most successful? Like by what standard? How are just we? Just by
2: just by like are... legacy. Okay. Just um just by legacy that that whole all those articles that have come out about his salary being. It, in that kind of six
0: hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars a year.
2: Yeah, um, I've heard on on good word that that's like totally bogus. Yeah, I've, I've tried heard to that track too. down the um, the origins of that story. Seems like it came from like an obscure outlet that has no connection to Denver that was or basketball that was written by um, a freelance writer for them, and maybe it's just good old fashioned making it up, <laughs> fake news. But not a hundred percent sure, but yeah. So this guy's not getting paid you know more than execs mm-hmm. who run the nuggets <laughs> but um he has an incredible legacy he's he's funny he's clever and he's insanely acrobatic
1: yes, yes. that's the wild part it's like he's so comfortable when you get up way up in ballerina and it feels like you're in a seat that's you're gonna fall he's like balancing on it like he has no fear and think about it; he's like got no peripheral vision in that mask i'm assuming it just like blows my mind
2: so you know What that's all about is that um, the guy who started as Rocky in 1990, Ken Solomon, he was a gymnast Uh. in college and um, he was a mascot too. And so they did this audition where they put all of the um, people trying to become Rocky in gorilla suits. And so that way they weren't biased. They didn't know who was inside the suit and he just blew them all away. He was incredible and so he got it um, kind of fresh out of college and then he he was he was rocky and wow. he he's he was incredible at it for decades you know had kind of like adversarial relationships with some of the opposing players some of the opposing fans coaches in in a in a lighthearted type way and um, became very famous for his um, backwards half court shot which he hit had a pretty incredible clip, like he would hit one every game. Pretty much, he's in the mascot hall of fame, which is a thing, which is I, okay. <laughs> I'm flabbergasted. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so you think, you know, same old Rocky at these Nuggets games, but Kroenke Sports and Entertainment, the company that owns the Nuggets, they don't talk about their mascots, they don't talk about the person inside the suit. A couple of years ago, Ken Solomon was quietly replaced essentially retired um by his real life son who was one of the in-between break dunkers that you know does the trampoline dunks mm-hmm. for those those performances in between quarters for the nuggets and he he became the new rocky
1: how did you confirm this because i know that it was difficult like you said Cronky doesn't talk about it how did you how did you confirm that
2: it was it was just kind of good sourcing, because Ken won't talk to me. He's declined to comment every time I've reached out to him. Um, his whole his whole family have declined to comment whenever I reach out to them. So, And yeah, Cronky Sports and Entertainment, they're like, we, we won't talk about this. And now when I reach out to them, they, I don't know, they don't respond all the time <laughs> when I'm reaching out about Rocky. So...
1: As you as you are wont to do. They're just yes.
2: like, oh,
0: Connor again.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, this guy. But so it, what's cool is that this this family, um, so we got the dad, he's OG Rocky. Son, one son, he's replacement Rocky, Rocky 2.0. We got another son who's the mascot for the Detroit Pistons.
1: Oh. Okay.
2: Hooper. Okay. Hooper. <laughs> And then we got a third son who is Rocky's minder, slash assistant,
1: like watches. Yeah, because someone's got to be watching what you're doing. Yeah,
2: like keep you know, like little kids. Like when I did that little mascot stint for the Vibes, the Rocky Mountain Vibes in Colorado Springs, like kids come up and they just like punch you. (laughs) She's like, "What's up, Toast?" (laughs) And so the minder's like, "Hey, Toast doesn't like that." (laughs) Don't, so. don't
0: punch the mascot.
1: Well, and yeah. people get aggressive. Like when I was at a, I was at a Nuggets game. Oh gosh, who were they playing? The Clippers. I don't remember who they were playing, but Rocky found a fan in the crowd right by us who was wearing the opposing team's jersey and like was messing with him pretty heavily. Sprayed him with silly string. This guy got pissed. Oh! Dumped a beer on Rocky. <laughs> left, oh my god! Came back. That's amazing. Rocky had given everyone around this guy silly string, so then he got sprayed again. And I thought it was going to be like fisticuffs, and then he gave him a Nuggets jersey, and it was all good. But it was oh. like, I could see where this could go sideways really easily, especially because mm-hmm. people get pissy about their teams. And when you're in a, you're in an auditor or you're in an arena full of people that are on the opposing team, you already know you're walking into trouble. But then when the mascot points you out, and this is all happening on With camera. With silly
2: string, yeah. I'd be pretty pissed. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it was wild
1: know. so I can see why he needs a handler um, but on the topic of it being a secret, uh, we were watching a nuggets game the other day and my husband goes, Scott Hastings like the announcer just said old Rocky and then he corrected himself and was like I mean rocky I mean rock like my husband caught him saying that there was an old rocky Wow so
2: well they I mean those guys obviously are in the know right you know because right. it's all it's all part of the same. Um, ownership, but but so here's the interesting thing is that so OG Rocky gets replaced by real life son Rocky, real life son Rocky this season ends up on crutches. Oh no! Not sure exactly what led up to it, but he's on the injured reserve, <laughs> mm-hmm. so they have to bring old Rocky. OG Rocky <gasps> back. Oh. And so Maybe I mean, as Rocky as far as like a week there. ago, like he he's. He's still, he's the one in the suit now, OG Rocky. So, OG Rocky, interestingly, he's been, he's been, you could spot him um, before this whole injured reserve thing happened. You could spot him um, as an assistant to Rocky. So, you have one son in Rocky's suit, another son as his minder, and then you have OG Rocky as a normal human as another assistant. So, you know, it's. So, you could tell it's him because he has a purple soul patch
0: <laughs> okay
2: so you know it's ken
0: so if there's a guy near rocky that has a purple soul patch that's OG that Rocky. new that's, rockies
2: in the suit exactly and so purple soul patch guy ken he's been when rocky does the backwards half court shot in the fourth quarter he's been there on the half court line kind of coaching him up like like a dad would coach their kid being like all right you got to get your elbow, like hold your elbow when you're shooting your foul shot. Uh-huh. He was doing that because New Rocky struggled so much with yeah, the backwards half court shot. Yeah, New Rocky did
1: bad with, has done bad with the backwards half
2: court. That's shot. been the biggest complaint about New Rocky is that New Rocky cannot hit, and it's a tough shot. And and Ken, the OG Rocky, is just he's just so good at he it. He just
1: knows how to do it.
2: And so if you've noticed, if you've been watching Nuggets games recently the backwards half court shot has been going in a lot more because it's Ken again. Oh, wow. he's been That's draining why he got them better. Wow. Yeah, Intrigue. He, and and you could <laughs> tell like it's not just he hits them but like every shot is close. Like yeah. he doesn't It's
1: not way over, it's not airball territory. Exactly. Also it's... he does it to uh my favorite LMFAO's party rock. It's great. Oh yeah. It's the whole thing is
2: <laughs> No, it's incredible. And and you could tell the OG Rocky, you can kind of tell he's like he's just he's a veteran. <laughs> he he goes and he sits next to fans.
0: He knows how to work the crowd. He knows oh, how to
2: work the, the best crowd. crowd work. He's he's like so energetic, never gets tired. So yeah, you can kind of tell that Ken's back in the suit.
1: <laughs> well, now I'm going to be watching now. That that makes so much more sense.
0: I I am feeling a little bit sad that Why? Ken doesn't have a chance to Accept the accolades for himself. That's right. Well, that's what
1: I was thinking too about his son taking over. Like his son has grown up in the age of social media, and he can't tell anybody he does that. He's got to out himself at some point.
2: It's so annoying because I mean, if you're thinking, okay, I get it. You're (laughs) mascots, you don't want to talk about who's inside the suit. Like it ruins it. It ruins it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like knowing it's like finding out that Santa isn't real. Right. Finding out that there's a human inside Dinger or a human inside Bernie. It's it's terrible. But this is such a good story that I feel like you should break the the like mascot vow of secrecy. Tell this is a a layup of a public relations story for the Nuggets. Just tell the damn story. You but sound they like won't. a
1: reporter right now, Connor. I know. No, they
2: they like they hold these secrets like closer than you know. I I wrote a story recently about this. Like, who did aliens build the pyramids? They hold these secrets closer than than that one
0: well give us some advice you know you're leaving town we want to pick up the mantle how do we stay on this how do we keep the the pressure up on Cronky Sports and Entertainment on the on who's in the Rocky suit
2: just keep bugging them I feel like if if people keep calling them and asking maybe they'll eventually (laughs) tell the story and then also keep track of check for purple soul patch guy and check for backwards half court shot you'll know
1: Okay, you'll okay. be able to. I'm now. I'm going to be paying attention. We're to on that.
2: it. We.
0: I, I. accept. We accept.
1: Uh huh. I'm Our, down. We're going to do down. it.
2: But okay. you know what's really cool is that Ken. He's he is getting his his last dance essentially because if the Nuggets win at all this oh year, this is like their best chance. That ever. would be the perfect. It would be perfect. Ending, he could get his last dance. Which they're
1: going to, even though critics will say. The, the Nuggets are a lost cause. No, no, they're doing amazing.
2: They're great. Okay,
0: all right. Well, um, I think we got to leave it there. We'll keep on. Uh, we'll keep on Cronky Sports and Entertainment about uh, the Salt Patch and the Rocky situation. Uh, we're gonna take one more break and then we're gonna be back for some recommendations for your weekend. And it's time for the official CityCast Denver, maybe for your weekend, as in, maybe you'll see us there, because as usual, there are so many cool things happening in Denver this weekend, and we have opinions. Adrian Gonzalez rounds up his best bets in our newsletter, Hey Denver, every week, and he's here to give us his top picks. Adrian, welcome back to the show.
3: Hey, good morning, team.
0: Hi. What's up, Connor?
3: So what do we got this week, Adrian? Adrian. All right, I got four events for us. The first one is a murder mystery dinner happening at the fort. Oh, um, cool. Ooh. Paul, I know you talked to, to Molly and, uh, and Patty about mm-hmm. the fort earlier this or uh, last week.
0: Mm-hmm. Molly Martin, Patty Calhoun of Westward. Yep. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. So, this one you get a three course meal for your ticket, a couple of cocktails, uh, and then you get to participate in, in a murder mystery.
1: That's a good location for you that. guys. Ever
0: done a mur- murder mystery?
1: I haven't, but I have to say the um, the environment it seems very immersive to do it at the fort.
0: Is it like Old West themed? That seems yeah. I agree. This is okay. This is a good one to start off cool. with. It's very <laughs> tempting.
3: So that one is happening two nights. Uh, tickets are $100, uh, a hundred bucks per couple. Three
1: course meal. And
2: three drinks. course meal, oh, cocktails, a- hundred per couple. So it's like fifty bucks a person essentially.
3: Actually, I think it's a hundred per-, per person. Yeah.
2: Okay. That's how they still. Get it. That's big. a good deal. No, though, that's a good deal for the fort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get a lot mm-hmm. for that
3: hundred bucks. So that one's going down tonight at the fort. Up next, mm-hmm. we have the miles mile high skate fest. Have we got any skating fans? Bree, you look like you've, you've like skated? roller skating. Like roller skating. Yeah. Wow, well, oh, dope.
1: As a person with an artificial hip, I will never be skating again. But I do love roller skating generally.
0: Is it like I would get to go and skate or am I watching people who are good at skating do their thing? <laughs>
3: well, that's a, that's a great question. Actually, it's, it's a distinction. It's at the Roller Dome. So it is an open skate. They do have classes. like uh, You can sign up for free. Uh, get your skates and learn how to skate if you're like me and are terrified of it. Uh, even though I grew up in the 90s, I'm, I'm a disappointment to my 90s uh, my '90s peeps. <laughs> um, and yeah, so you could basically show up, have an open skate, you whatever skating, comfort Paul. level you're
0: at. Oh, I would... I'm, I'm a excellent skater An excellent oh yeah grew up on the ice I was
1: gonna say Canadian be hockey
0: out there showing people up zipping around mm. okay Connor so, how about you you know how to skate
2: uh, no I don't but um, <laughs> I like that movie was it a Disney movie that came out in the 90s about like the rollerblading crew do you remember that one what no oh which, yeah it was so so good brink brink
0: brink oh, of course please. maybe brink brinker brink. brink brink
1: like on the brink yeah, yeah it's great Oh prank. my God, I oh, want to yeah. see this.
2: Oh, it's classic.
3: Yeah,
1: okay. I've
0: never seen that. Okay, right. so the dream of the 90s is back. For yeah, that's happening, option number two. Happening Love Saturday that.
3: Saturday night, so tomorrow night at 5 p.m. Up next, we have Cupid's Undy Run.
1: Cupid's, Cupid's it? Undie it Run? It is
3: the nation's biggest pantless party, is what they call it. Oh, and it, it is Lord. to raise funds. I know you're rolling your eyes. No. It sounds like very Denver. They're going to have it, a good
2: cause to raise yeah, funds. Yeah, I know. For. I was going to say. Yes,
3: uh, they're actually, th- this is to raise money. So- pants. Is it a
1: colon cancer one?
3: <laughs> Close, it's neurofibromatosis, oh, if okay. I'm saying it correctly, which is a genetic disorder that causes tumors to grow on nerves throughout the body. Oh,
1: boy, mm-hmm. okay. And
3: so you meet up at Stoney's uh, downtown, just down the street from here, oh. have a drink, have a little dance, take off your pants, and then you do about a, a mile uh, run. <laughs> mile it says around. a mile-ish. Um, it- it's going to be cold, too. This, this one's going down uh, tomorrow. And then you come back after the mile and then dance some more and warm up and have some drinks.
1: Oh, my gosh. Raise some money. I, that's That sounds cool. It sounds like a very particular audience for sure. Yeah. You yeah. want to run in the cold in your underwear. Might be your bag. Might be like the Polar Plunge people, you know? There's a, there's a select. That's a very Colorado thing. I could see it. Not my bag.
2: Yeah. Connor, are <laughs> we
0: going we gonna to see you at the, <laughs> the Cupid's un- Undie Run? Uh, How are you feeling about that one?
2: I don't know. That sounds like... <laughs> not my favorite thing
1: <laughs> he's gonna be packing
0: <laughs> your last night in town you're at the yeah okay yeah,
1: Listen, oh, sorry farah i running, have to go <laughs>
2: running i'm not a fan of running yeah, oh running either. is the problem do for not you like lot. running
1: interesting oh hmm. paul's a runner
0: mm-hmm. yeah the run would not be an issue for me
3: i love running but not without my pants i might just call and see if i can donate money yes, and, yeah that's a good way and, to go and skip the whole i like that run in the cold part
0: all right what's our last option adrian
3: last event sunday night we have connor you guys were talking about Rock. Uh, I keep calling him Rocky. Is it Rocky? Rocky. Like, yeah. it's the mascot? Yes. Yeah. I get Rocky and Dinger confused. But anyway, we have to go see the Nuggets. The Clippers are in town the on Lugget Sunday. Buggers. Great game. Uh, the Clippers, I believe, are in fourth place.
1: Who just uh just so... to the Clippers?
2: Uh, Russ. Russell Westbrook. That's right. Yes. Brody.
1: Okay.
3: Big,
2: big fan of Russ. let so
3: go watch the Rocky. Watch the
0: Nuggets.
2: Man,
1: well, that's, that's really
0: not, tough. I mean, we just talked about Ken Solomon and his legacy.
2: I and know. I would really love to go to that game. <sighs> and interestingly, um, the guy who just signed with the Nuggets, Reggie Jackson.
1: Oh, I love Reggie
2: Jackson. Yeah, he came from the Clippers, Jeez. and he's from Colorado Springs. I know. Oh, I just
1: learned that, hey, too. Cool. He was a, he's an Army brat, but he I think he came here when he was nine.
2: Yeah, like he went to, I think, middle school and high school in Colorado Springs. Yeah.
1: I want to interview him. Hmm. I love him. Yeah, you should. That'd be fun. He That'd wears be glasses fun. on the court.
2: Oh, so cool.
1: I, he looks so cool. Well, uh, that's what, I'm sorry. That's what I'm going through. I got to good. see Reggie Jackson for the first time.
0: You, the fort, the murder mystery I at the know, fort, that's the other I one that's know. tempting to me.
1: It is tempting, but after all this Rocky talk, I want to go and investigate. I want to check for signs.
0: Connor, how about you?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'd, I'd go to this. If I wasn't leaving on the Sunday morning, I would, I would for sure go.
0: I'm intrigued. The mystery of the Rocky suit is more intriguing than the mystery of the fort for me. That's right the now. real
3: mystery. Can you can you bring binoculars into, into Ball Arena? Yeah. Because I'm going to be looking for that purple streak.
1: Not. Yeah, I think you can.
2: I've thought about it. Yeah.
3: It feels creepy. But, <laughs> i thought about it. But <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I, I brought just, a telescope once.
3: <laughs> no, nah, I just couldn't
2: find my binoculars the <laughs> one time. I was going to go.
1: <laughs> That's a good idea.
3: Well, sounds like the Nuggets.
1: Let's the do nuggets. it. Nuggets versus Clippers. Yeah. Reggie Jackson in Denver now. I love it.
0: And there you have it, the official CityCast Denver, maybe for your weekend. But there's way more where that came from. Adrian's got plenty more recommendations in our newsletter, Hey Denver, which you can subscribe to right now by texting Denver to 668-66. Adrian, Bree, Connor, thanks so much.
2: Thanks a lot.
0: Thank you Thanks. And that's all for the week here on CityCast Denver. Our producers this week were me, Paul Caroli, Aaron O'Toole, and J.D. Lopez. Adrian Gonzalez writes our morning newsletter, Hey Denver. Bree Davies is our host. Our music is by Los Mocochetes with additional mixing by Tyler Lindgren. If you haven't already, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, follow us on Twitter at Citycast Denver, and tell Ken Solomon about us the next time you see him. You can sign up for that daily newsletter, Hey Denver, by texting Denver to 66866, and learn more about us at Denver.CityCast.FM. See you next week.